0: I want to begin talking about the person. Uh, A lot of us uh, know Jesus. We know about him. We've heard of him. Uh, But the question is, do we know his person? Do we know about his person? Uh, Who he is? Uh, How can someone be Lord of your life and you know nothing of them? That makes a lot of sense, right? And uh, what you'll realize in this life that you could do a lot of things with your life, but in the end, you're going to have to call on the name of Jesus. Uh, you may not call him right now because everything is good, but i tell you what, one day you will open your mouth as the rich man and Lazarus that we saw on Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday night we talked about in him. Amen. Uh, in him we have a lot of things and I'm gonna continue with that. I'm gonna go go a little further with that study because I think that's gonna be a great study. So if you have handout number two, uh, I want to read a passage of scripture, Philippians chapter two. And the question is, and we're still asking the question, is Jesus Lord? All right. Now, a lot of people say Jesus is Lord, and as I've told you before. That if Jesus is Lord, there will be evidence in your life that he's Lord. Amen. There'll be what? Evidence. I told you on Sunday, in him, there's some things that you have. What were those things? I told you that when you're in him, when you're in Christ and he's Lord, I told you, in him you have peace. Amen. A lot of us are searching for peace, but in him we have peace in him what he that that was the premise of our passage and we we'll, we're going to revisit that passage again i told you in him he holds everything together a lot of people you know this is this is where the application of the word of god comes in everything is falling apart in my life stuff is going wrong uh things are tough right We don't turn to Jesus, we turn to our own abilities. We trust our own strength. We trust our own skills and our own abilities. And what we start doing is we start uh, putting Jesus to the side. But the Bible is clear when it says, In him, he holds all things together. Go go to that passage. Well, let's yeah, let's start in Philippians. I'm going to stay on course today. Uh Philippians chapter 2. Let's go there and I'll come back to that in him because it's such a rich study. But Philippians chapter 2 and I want to show you something. Philippians chapter 2. Uh you know what? Let's go to verse 1. Uh look what it says. It says, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of what? The same mind. Maintaining the what? Same love, united in spirit, intending on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. You don't see much of that today. Uh, everybody's thinking about themselves. Okay? Uh, see, lordship, I want to tell you this, lordship comes with responsibility. And one of, the th- one of the responsibilities of a believer is that I believe that we're so wrapped up in ourselves and in thinking about ourselves, amen, that we miss opportunities to serve. Amen. We, God, Jesus has hands, but they're your hands. Jesus has feet, but they're your feet. Amen. Jesus has eyes, but they're your eyes. And so what Paul was telling this Philippian church, he says, listen, do nothing, nothing from what? Selfishness. Or what? Empty conceit, right? But look what he says in verse uh, four. Verse, uh, four. <laughs> he says, do not merely look out for what? <clears throat> Your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude. Now, this is the part that, that, I, that I wanted to touch on this morning. Have this attitude in yourself which was also in what? Christ Jesus. Jesus. Now, if you want to live a life that's pleasing to God, you must have the attitude that Jesus had. The question is, what kind of attitude did Jesus have? Well, he goes on to tell us. He says here, he says, He says, who although he what? Existed in the form of God, he did not regard what? Equality Equality with God a thing to be grasped. Verse 7. See, this is where I want to go today. Verse 7. I want to go here because I think that sometimes we have a misconception of what this Christian journey is about. And as much teaching and preaching that I teach and preach I see people doing the total opposite of what I teach and preach simply because they haven't done this they if you're going to if you're going to if Jesus is going to be lord of your life the first thing you must do is empty yourself change your attitude come on somebody take on the attitude of a servant Amen. Sometimes, yeah, you know what? Um, I don't want to do it. Sometimes, with all of my responsibilities and all the things I have going on in my life, I have a lot going on in my life, right? And here's the thing. What I have to do is I have to prioritize where I'm going to put things, but here's the thing. The one thing that I'm sure of is that I'm going to put Jesus first. Amen. Amen. I want to put him above everything else, Because because as I told you in Colossians, he holds what? All things together. And without him holding everything together, my life is nothing. Nothing. Oh, I wish I had somebody today. Without him, nothing. But but notice what he says. He says, have this attitude, which was in Christ Jesus. What did he do? He, He did what? He emptied himself. He did what? He being God did not, did not regard his equality with God something to be grasped. In other words, he wasn't full of himself. And I believe that if you're going to make Jesus Lord of your life, you have to empty yourself of self, of your comforts, of, of the things that you want to do, And say, God, not my will. Because remember what the definition of Lord is. What's the definition for Lord? Master. Okay, I gave you a definition. Right? What else? Directed life. Everything is all out of the place because self is on the throne. But when I put him on the throne of my life, what starts happening? Listen, you may be saying, I don't know why everything is just falling apart all of a sudden. Check yourself. Amen. Check yourself and ask yourself, is he still Lord? Amen. Amen. Go back to that scripture. He says what? He emptied himself, taking the form of a what? Bond servant. Now, this word, this word bondservant in the Greek, the word is doulos. And the word doulos means a slave. Amen. A slave. What did he do? He emptied himself, taking on a slave. Woo! Not a slave mentality, but the position of a slave. Jesus, who was God. See, what I'm trying to show you today is that if Jesus is going to be Lord of your life, you have to give up some things. <clears throat> There's some things that you want, you don't, some things we struggle with right now, but may I say this to you? You have to, you have to become a slave of Jesus and look what it says, and being made into what? In the likeness of men. In other words, he reduced himself, Amen. Because he understood what his purpose and plan was for this life. Go to the next verse. Verse 8. Being found in the appearance of what? As a man, he did what? He humbled him. He did what? I told you, if Jesus is going to be Lord of your life, you have to take on a spirit of humility. What's the opposite of Humility. <laughs> do, you know what, do, you, do you know what comes before fall? <clears throat> yes. Yes. And may I say this to you? See, pride reminds God of Satan. Because that's exactly what Satan had before he fell. He thought that he could be like God. And then he convinced Eve that you can be Like God. Come on, somebody. Didn't he convince one-third of heaven you can be like God? See, I found out something. Because Jesus is Lord of my life, I am able to take whatever comes with it. Because I know I'm not alone in this journey. Because I know God has given me the Holy Spirit I've been preaching on empowered. How to live a Spirit-filled life. But it's amazing how you can teach this stuff, impart this stuff, but then the application of it, we struggle with it. Why do people struggle with making Jesus Lord of their lives? They haven't humbled themselves. There's something I'm looking for. They like being in control. They like being in control. Something go wrong, like I said, what, what do we do? We, we don't trust God, we get involved. God didn't ask you to do that. <clears throat> what God asks you to do is trust him. But I found out a lot of people have a hard time trusting him. They trust him because he's not Lord. Amen. Listen, when things are good in your life, it's a test, y'all. I'm yes, yes, gonna say it one more time. It's a test. And make sure you're passing the test. Amen. Because life goes like this: Ups, downs, peaks, and valleys. Amen. And 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 when Jesus is Lord of your life. He's Lord, right? And so I must humble myself. I must here's the other thing. There's something else. Something else I must do. Humble myself. Obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. Amen. What else? Uh-uh. What other thing? It's always in the past. You know, whenever I tell you something, you can always find it in the verse. Everything we've read so far. (laughs) There it is. What? Empty ourselves. How do you do that? (laughs) How do you empty yourself? I believe if we empty ourselves, we worry less. Does that mean to empty ourselves? To let go of our old way of thinking. To let go of the old way of the, I like that. Place ourselves, become. Listen, let, let, me say, let, me see, let me see if I can illustrate this. Think about a slave for a minute. Put your mind there, Doulos. Let's just think about it for a minute. What does it mean to be a slave? Okay, there you go be under the control of someone else what else I have no rights alright I eat when they tell me to eat I do what they tell me to do when they tell you to do do it right you, you work at a prison uh, you work at a prison, right? What happens? You tell them what? When to get up? When to eat? What else? When to go back in your cell. They get no real freedom. You have no more freedom. You belong to who? Oh, what a great illustration. Well, we belong to Christ. Amen. So, therefore, He tells us what to do, but we don't do it. What happens when an inmate does not follow the rules? <laughs> As consequences. They lose privileges. privileges on what it is. They it time. Amen. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So the consequences for disobedience is what? I mean, it's, it's rough, right? I mean, you, 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 you come up under, under all of these restrictions and things like this, but see, there's a difference when you're in Christ now. When you're in him and he's your Lord and Savior and you become a slave to him. Well, I believe there's consequences for disobedience. I do believe that. Because the Bible says if any man be in Christ but but this slavery that we're in it's it's not it's 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 joyous. You see the the problem with most people is that they don't know how to relinquish their lives. Totally. I'm talking about, listen, we always have a but. We always put in a question mark where God put a period. Why? Well, why not you? Amen. We complain about so much stuff that we miss what God is really trying to do in our lives. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says he took on a, the, the form of a bond servant. He took that on. On to the next verse. Being found in the appearances of what? God, this is what I'm talking about the person of Jesus. Jesus came to earth as God, but he relinquished that and took on the form of what? A bondservant being made in the likeness of men. And what he wants more than anything else in your life He's not going to be in competition for first place because he created first place. So how in the world are you going to put anything else before him if he created first place? <laughs> Amen. You know, you, know, you know what happened to the world? You know what happened to the world and even from his birth? The world never made room for Jesus. Jesus even when he was born. He was, see, the children of Israel were waiting for this Messiah. They thought that he was gonna come in this big splendor and all this other stuff, but he came in a, in a, in a barn because there was no room for him. The question I have for you is, have you made room now, I know we say yes, but your thinking is not like that. See? Not totally. Look what he says. Text says, what else did he do? He humbled himself, becoming what? He becoming what? So, so when Jesus is Lord, you have to what? What's the next thing? You have to empty yourself. What's the other thing? Huh? Slave. Keep going. Next verse. He did, What's the next thing we got to do? Humble ourselves. And, and watch this. The question is, listen to this now. I'm not talking about obedience by convenience. Oh, listen to what I'm saying to you. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm not talking about obedience by convenience. I'm talking about obedience to the point of what? Yeah. That's that like, on earth. That's it. Why did the why did the psalmist say? You know, we always read this psalm. All of you know this psalm. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. All. You see, if Jesus is going to be Lord of your life, you have to be obedient. Obedient, he said, to the what? To, so so. here's the thing. So it doesn't matter how difficult your life may become will you obey him to the point of death see because if he's lord you'll die for him i don't think you're hearing me if he's lord you'll live for him amen if he's lord you'll be a slave to him. If Jesus is really Lord of your life, now the text gives us an exhortation to be like him. (laughs) Didn't it it say, the the other thing he says, the other thing that if Jesus is gonna be Lord of your life, you have to take on what? A different attitude. You must have the attitude of what? Of Christ. And I'm explaining to you what that means. What was his attitude? Humility? Obedience? Watch this. Selflessness? Do I have anybody? Watch this. Even to the point of what? Death on the cross. You you know what this is right here? know what that is? Death on the cross. He says he took on what? He was obedient to the point of death. And look what it says, comma. Even what? Death on a what? Humiliation. Listen, dying on a cross, dying, listen, let me ask you a question. Are you that committed to him? Where well, you could take the humiliation for him. He did it for you. 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 My brackets broke. He did it for you. And all that I'm going through right now is so magnanimous. (laughs) It's so much. I can't handle it. Would you die on the cross? I don't even think you could take what comes before the cross. because he's already taken it for you. He already took it for you. So if he's already taken all of your humiliation, then what you're really going through is nothing. Now, I'm not minimizing what you're going through, but but I'm not going to magnify it either. Because everything has already been done for me (laughs) at the cross. So what I'm facing right now looks tough. But Jesus says, be my slave. Humble yourself. Will you obey me all the way, all the way? Humiliation. Look what the next verse says, verse nine. So he went from humiliation to exaltation. Write it down. Because when Jesus is Lord after every humiliation, there's gonna come a time where well, he will exalt you, the Bible says. In due time, you see. But there's still some things that's going on in your life that that you have proven to him that you're not ready for yet. He says, for this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him. This is where I was trying to get to right now. The name which is above. I want to show you something. Look what he says. He says, for this reason also God, what? And bestowed on him the name which is above. Go to the next verse. So that at what? So at the name of Jesus, there's no J in the Greek, yeah, there's no J in the Greek, so it's, it's Jesus, yeah. So at the name of Jesus, I can prove something to you today. He was Lord at some point. What happened? If you empty yourself, walk in humility, become a slave, change your attitude, be willing to go through the humiliation, in the end, he'll exalt you because it's at the name of who? Jesus. Now, 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 what does it say? Some, every knee will what? Of those who are in, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Watch this. I'm bringing you back to Tuesday night. In the where? That's hell. So watch this. You know why you're here on earth? Like I don't even know why I'm here. God saved you at the right time. And he's preparing you for heaven. So that when you get to heaven, you will already be acclimated to what's going on. Okay? Y'all with me? Y'all listening? You will already be prepared for heaven. That's exaltation. But there's going to be a day where every mouth, every knee will call his name. Every person will call his name. So therefore, why is this such a great doctrine, an important doctrine for you to know? It's that if you have Jesus, you don't need nothing else. Nothing. The problem with us saints is we've been imitating the wrong person because we have not been emptying ourselves. I want to be comfortable. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. You have to empty yourself. And when he's Lord of your life, the evidence will be very clear to you that you're living for nobody else but him. I hope you get this. Amen.